Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown! Fry Fogel again! Welcome to the OEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here with my co-host, who is in Fargo. Uh, it's Brandon. You can follow him on Twitter. It's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, Brando? Not much in uh, sunny but cold Fargo. Um, and I plan on taking this podcast to the wood chipper. <laughs> when you think Fargo, you think sunny and cold, right? Isn't that yeah. like I imagine and that there's probably awesome. snow on the ground right now, right? What what I didn't think and I should have is like there's like high winds here like because there's like nothing to block the wind because there's mm. nothing for miles um but the people are very nice That's um cool. go figure right uh i'm assuming you're not staying at like phyllis's bed and breakfast or something right you're just no, like actually no, like i'm a uh, i'm a uh marriott platinum elite for life hey so, there it is um, and seth called it pregame when he saw the lobby Bon voy. Bon <laughs> Speaking of Seth, uh, unfortunately, he's with us again. Uh, if you haven't done it already, you can block him on Twitter. It's at Setah5, S-E-T-A-H-5. What's up, Seth? I told you I would recognize that Marriott defibrillator anyway. You did. did. There's word for word out of his mouth. Uh, speaking of defibrillation, we're going to need to probably do that uh during this game so in the game we're talking about is week eight it's at rutgers uh that's going to take place on october 22nd i use eighth straight consecutive game um noon kickoff in piscataway new jersey which if you're going to put anything uh below fargo it's going to be piscataway so uh it's going to take place at is it shi or do they call it she i don't know whatever it is it's it's, it's the stadium that's always half full um that one that you see at noon on big 10 during October games. So there you go. Um, real quick history lesson against Rutgers. The last matchup was last year because we play them every year and it was terrible. It was uh, IU three Rutgers 38. Uh, I believe we talked about this a little bit last week. It was 17, three at halftime. And uh, that kept us in our seats. <laughs> For at least uh, uh, another quarter or so, or at least until the students started taking their shirts off again. Seth, you went to this game, right? Yes, you did. Yeah, I, I thought I remembered remembered uh, Misery Loves Company. Yes. You know? Was this the first shirtless game, or was this was that against Ohio State? No, I was. This was this game. It was this game? Yeah. So the poor students that did show up. Ended up behind the band, I believe, no shirts on, and it was pretty cold. So, you know, at least there's some sort of highlight out of that. Uh, All-time record, IU still leads. IU 5, Rutgers 3. I think they used to play, like, 
in like the 1880s and stuff. I don't know whenever football was invented. Cause this is the birthplace of football. Is that correct, Seth? Um, yeah, I, but I don't think that really counts. So like five and three since 2014, I use got the lead, um, head coach NFL reject, Greg Schiano, uh, in his 14th combined season with Rutgers, because, um, I guess if you don't burn the bridge, they'll let you come back to New Jersey. So, um, he's 76 and 81 over 14 seasons, the greatest coach in Rutgers football history, um, schedule for Rutgers up to this point, by the way, they are Vegas, Brandon, you're the, you're the Vegas guy, four and a half over under for them. Um, when I read I have off them, just spoiler alert, I have them at four. For what okay. Well, when you, when you go through their non-conference, I think you're going to grab two maybe two and a half out of the non-conference that's going to start at Boston college, which is never an easy place to play. Um, BC giving seven and a half to start. So I um, thought that line was pretty good. What do you think, Seth? Uh, Boston college has a really good quarterback. I can't remember his last name, but Bill Jerkovich. Um, there you go. Thank you. Jerkovich. I think he's a Notre Dame transfer. Okay. Yeah. Pitt- Pittsburgh guy, Pittsburgh guy, high school, Pine Richland, I think, which is like basically they're like caramel. Um, nice nice yeah well yeah they're gonna start at bc and then they've got wagner who i wasn't sure even had a football team um they're gonna play them at home did they make an ncaa run or at least won a game a few years ago i think so maybe they were 15 i think they beat duke in the 215 yeah Yeah, it was something like they only won one game but it was like huge was Wag- oh, wasn't all- Wagner oh, the one Wagner. with the dude that did the like the dude that was doing the dance in the middle of the thing after they beat Duke? I think that was them. I don't know. Um, then they go to Temple, uh, and Temple was not the same football team they were five years ago. Um, and then Iowa at Ohio State, Nebraska at home, and then a bye week, conveniently the week before IU visits New Jersey. So, um, yeah, lots of lots of L's there. A couple easy dubs. Um, but uh, that's what they've got coming up to IU. Anything else you guys want to add to Rutgers as a program? Program, sorry. Uh, before we get into their key players or the ones that I could find. I mean, again, I brought it up last week. If any team is going to see an exodus out of uh, out of the Big Ten, Rutgers has got to be up there. I think I picked Maryland, um, but Rutgers is always just such a weird team. It's so weird. Like they, they're, they're just, they don't make sense in so many ways. Um, are they the, are the, like, if you would say, say you go to UCLA and you had them name, this is an early Brando's Randos, and you had them name the Big Ten schools. Rutgers is the one most forget, right? Rutgers, Nebraska, maybe. Yeah. I think Rutgers, Nebraska, Maryland. Something like that, yeah. They're the forgotten. So. They're not even the middle child. They're like sixth out of eight that you know finally drifts away. Yeah. Who's the team you always forget about? Northwestern. I always forget about Minnesota. I know it's weird, but I always I spent the entire day Minnesota. in Minneapolis, so couldn't <laughs> wait to get out. I was not looking to row that boat. <laughs> now you're in Fargo, and I bet you wish you were back in Minneapolis. So. I was way off on Wagner. They, uh, yeah, there's no such thing. They didn't do anything? No. Well, that was no. me. I said, yeah, I gave you bad info. Yeah, I just ran with it. 
you know, I'm just the accessory. I, so I was thinking Mercer. Mercer. And I just wanted to, yeah, I saw an opportunity to pile on Duke and couldn't help myself. It's always welcome. Always welcome. Um, Can we talk their quarterback already? Yeah, we're going to get there. We're going to talk all, maybe three of them. And this is probably why I questioned the over-under win total. And as a, as you were talking, I was kind of thinking, I think you could bring it down one. I think three and a half seems right because when we talk key players, we talked about it last year. I'll talk about it this year. We always talk the quarterback on the team. Based off everything I've read today, which was terrible. Um, it looks like it's going to be your boy Noah Vedral back again. Um, bringing in those stats from 2021 with seven touchdowns, seven interceptions, thrown at a clip just a smidge under 60% at 59.4. And uh, he'll probably be their leading rusher. I know he's going to be their re- leading returning rusher, I believe. Um, Last week, I was just lauding over Talia's completion percentage. Yeah, now you're going to do it again. Dang near 70%. You know what Noah Vedral's completion percentage is? I just said it. 59%. Literally just That's not much better than Dickie Legault. Like, Dickie Legault was 57%. But at least Dickie had an arm, right? Noah can't hit a broadside of a barn, and he can't throw it more than 20 yards. Like, I don't understand. No one has failed upwards at a Power 5 program more than Noah Vedral. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Brandon Peters did it twice. Oh, Brandon Peters, Brandon Peters did do it. Twice. And I don't mean to, don't mean anything against Brandon, but oh, so but I don't understand why you keep how you keep trotting this guy out. I just I don't understand. Neither he, does the uh, national media. Um, uh, he, I said it last year in the preview pod, and he went on went on to beat IU thirty eight three. Uh, but he's got to be the worst Big Ten quarterback by like a significant margin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no. Seth arguing is dying that. laughing. He's dying because he's thinking about how IU actually lost. And it, believe it or not, he didn't actually beat IU. He just kind of got the ball in an R thirty yard line every time. So. Um, yeah, it, this is what I was hinting at with the national media is, and we may not even see Noah Vedral at this point in the season, which is kind of scary. Um, you want they, to see Noah Vedral. I know, I know. <laughs> they have a guy named Gavin Wimsat. He's a four-star uh, red shirt freshman, I believe, uh, out of Kentucky, um, which is why would you go to, to Rutgers from there? Do they go fine. back to their Wildcat quarterback, Johnny Langan? He's gone, I'm pretty sure. No, yeah, he's, no, 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 no. Is he on the roster? He's still there. No. They, he's, he's not as a quarterback, though. He's a now a, officially a tight end. There you but go. we have a Taysom Hill situation. Maybe. Uh, he, they might. On, on, again, I, did a very, I told you guys I did no research. I did very little research. But I did look up their roster, and Johnny Langan, Lang, Langdon, Langan, is still on the roster. And he's the better quarterback. He's not going to play a factor. He's not going to be a factor in this game. Um, Noah Vedral or, or Gavin Wimsat is who we're going to see. As they said, Gavin Wimsat, a highly ranked recruit, I believe top 11 quarterback, I think, coming out of high school. Four-star, 
the raw the offers were I mean pretty good. I mean both the Kentucky schools and um, you know decent stuff. And then he chose Rutgers, and now he's stuck behind Noah Vedral, I guess. So uh, we may see him, may not. Um, I guess the coaches really love Noah, and that's the way that they're leaning. So um, one of the targets, or at least the only one that I could really get hung on outside of uh, Kirch, what's his name? Kirchank? Kirchank. 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 Yeah, but he's like the little scat guy, right? Yeah. Scott guy return guy is they, they brought in a transfer from Syracuse and Taz Harris, who, I mean, outside of his size at six, two, he's got good, you know, good build for a wide receiver last year. I believe he was injured a little bit. Nothing stands out, man, a career high, five touchdowns and 733 yards receiving in 2020. Can I and, give another, another Brando Drando? Go quick? ahead. Go ahead. Um, would you rather, if you had a choice, and your three choices of choosing to go play college football were at Boston College, Syracuse, or Rutgers. Where would you go? Hmm. Boston always, College. I've always been intrigued by Boston College, but I'll go Syracuse just to play in the dome. I'm not picking Rutgers. It was never a choice. I would have never picked Rutgers. Maybe in 2007, when like, like Ray Rice, no, 2006-ish. Ray Rice, like Is Boston College, stuff, but no. like close by Harvard. I mean, there's like a million colleges down there. That's where I'm thinking I'm going. It's just in because, Boston. Like, just because like the amount of colleges that are there, that's what I would choose. Strictly yeah. on a uh, talent basis. Yeah, I think I'd lean Syracuse, but Boston College would be uh, would be interesting. But no, there would Go be back zero on interest. Okay. About there's, there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> Um, just the fact that that's about all he did and what most would consider to be a usually fairly high octane offense in Syracuse and nothing. So, and, uh, that's where it ends for me, man. Like, um, and we'll talk about it here. This is what Seth and I were talking about while we were waiting for you to get your King queen situation figured out. Um, when you think of something, let me let me just let's play a game real quick, Brandon, because you weren't part of this. When you think Maryland, and I tell you to think, t- tell me a position group that really stands out, and go let's let's just go around the big team, yeah, yeah, or quarterback, right? Call it. Um, let's go Minnesota. Minnesota, you definitely think either offense or defensive line, right? Running back too. Um, yeah. You know, let's go Nebraska. Running back. Right? Offensive lineman. Offensive lineman, you know, Wisconsin. Same thing. Offensive lineman. lineman, Tight end. Linebacker, tight tight end, end, running back. Right? So there's something that that each one of these teams, Purdue. Quarterback. What's good at Purdue this year? Quarterback. Really good quarterback. What do you think IU? If I said, what is a really good group at IU this year? What is it? You can secondary. tell me, right? Secondary, yeah. immediately. You're like, boom, yeah. secondary. When you think about Rutgers, what is the best group on Rutgers? Noah Vedra. Just kidding. Not, I have no idea. I legitimately Greg could Shana. not. That's, that's my it. answer, coaching. That's a pretty good one, I guess. I, I guess. Um, if you had to pick one, it would be, that's it. There's no real player group that stands out. Now, granted, this is, you know, both wide receivers that are starting now are going to be transfers, so we don't know how that's going to translate. But Ew. 
okay I, I, that wasn't on purpose <laughs> but i'll take it i'll take it um but uh yeah and nothing really stands out to us i mean the offensive line is going to have some work to do the defense was not good last year you know not based off of what they did to iu but not good last year at all the offense literally averaged 19 points a game and they were like 120th or something in the country in total offense they didn't add anything to it to make it any better and the so, best two players are in the pros yeah exactly so you do have a new defensive coordinator but where, where's the talent you know what i mean yeah i know i'm just saying so it's it's hard to pick and i don't this is going to come back to bite me i'm sure at some point but yeah, I just don't, I don't see anything that stands out. I, mean, I could be wrong. Again, we're, we're in July talking about a game that's going to take place three months from now. So um, you never know. Let's get into uh, key matchups real quick. Um, I'll start. I've got three, Brandon. I've, I've got IU players versus New Jersey, but it's just like, I've never been there before outside of it, just driving to the pinstripe bowl uh, in 15, but it just seems awful. Like I'm assuming they're staying in New Jersey. Like they don't stay across the river. Like they stay close to the state. Like it just it can't be a good vibe. I feel like every time I watch a game there, there's some sort of like haze on the screen. I don't know what it is, but um, yeah, that's my first matchup. Anything else you want to add to that one? No, no. Okay. Cool. Don't What's catch yours? anything. <laughs> I hope we catch uh, footballs. That'd be nice. So my thing is, and this is going to seem silly, but like make the easy plays. Like that's not necessarily a matchup, but like you're not going to have to do anything. Leave the trick plays at home. Leave just – the defense isn't good. The offense isn't good. Don't send an all-out blitz. Don't run nine corner blitzes. Don't run the okey-doke double reverse. Just, like, keep things as simple as possible. There aren't very many Big Ten games where you're going to have the talent advantage. IU is going to have the talent advantage. So, like, that's my matchup. My number one matchup is just keep things simple. You have to be creative against Michigan, against Ohio State, against 75% of the Big Ten. You don't have to do that in this game so my matchup is just match up guy versus guy and beat them does that make sense yeah no it makes sense um which is where it kind of leads into my next one which is our defensive line against their inexperienced or just not very good if they're going to play the experienced guys offensive line you know you got to force noah to noah that's what I wrote. That's it. I mean, the, the run game isn't bringing back anybody that should scare anybody. Um, again, we don't know. We haven't really seen him. Pacheco has been back there a lot. Noah Vedrill loves to run the football. So, I mean, if you can keep Noah Vedrill from hurting you, I guess, with his feet, you should be okay. Because um, yeah. he will he will allow you to allow him to make mistakes. So, Noah going to Noah. You just got to make it happen. So my thing, we, we're in the uh, LEO podcast, so this, this, this may be blasphemy. You may want to smack me if your arm will reach North Dakota, but it's Greg Schiano versus Tom Allen. Too many times Tom Allen's lost challenges or have got beat on special teams or either over-schemed or under-schemed. 
as much as the Greg Schiano is slimy, like nobody, nobody's a better New Jersey coach than Greg Schiano. And, and he's kind of like, you know, like he, he, he is New Jersey, but he's actually a pretty good coach. Like for as sleazy and slimy as he is, Tom just can't get blatantly out coached here. He can't let Greg Schiano steal a timeout or steal an extra possession or score late in the first half, right? Like Tom Allen cannot get outwardly beat by Greg Schiano. I, I see Seth nodding his head. Mike, does that make sense to you at all? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Just and as much coach. as I love Tom, sometimes he can get out X and O, right? Like t- Tom is a motivator. He's a leader of men. He's about as good and strong-willed as you can be as a coach. But sometimes he does get um, the, the latter part of the strategy. And, and he cannot have that. Um, so that's something that I'll be watching. Like I said, challenges, end of halves, end of quarters, situations, things like that, I think are going to be significant in this game. Yeah. Sometimes Tom Allen just, he just, I don't know. I don't know if he just gets in, like sucked into the atmosphere of the game or like what's going on, but he'll do the, the weird challenge or he'll do yes. take a timeout when he's not supposed to take a tag. Just a weird thing where you're like, okay, he's got to know something. And then it ends up biting us at some point. I forget. It wasn't last season and it wasn't our, the amazing 2020 season, but I think it was either in his first or second year. He like called all three timeouts in the third quarter. And you and I are like, this is going to be important. And I don't remember if it was like, but I remember it's like his time. Like, why are you calling a timeout? Like it makes no sense. Yeah. I think um, probably just to like lay end to somebody or something like just, yeah. Yeah. Just some, something that was like, but, okay, you could have waited on this one, but yeah. you know, we're not coaches. So no. what are you going to do? Um, my last one was just scrap last year. I mean, last year was just, I mean, that was one of the worst games. I think I've had to sit through as an IU fan. Maybe since 2011. I mean, a lot like Kevin Wilson's first year because those teams were terrible. But uh, those were, and I stuck around for some really bad games that year, but that was bad to watch. I mean, there was no emotion in the stadium. The season was pretty much written at that point. Uh, the players were, I mean, everything was sloppy. It was just, it was a weird game to be at. So just scrap last year. It was what it was. It's over move on again the turnovers were terrible we allowed an offense to score nearly double the amount that they averaged um so it was uh it was a tough one to watch and we didn't watch most of it or, well we watched most of it unfortunately we but did well and then we would leave what in the third quarter around the third nah, at some point during the third quarter yeah i think so i think we hung on to the hope of 17 to 3 getting the ball back or something like that so yeah you know that's what we do that's why we're doing the podcast every week so all right anything else you want to add key matchup Seth you want to add anything in there yeah I got one um so Brandon touched base on this a little bit uh, and this is special teams um this is a classic game where Aaron Crookshank has five return touchdowns um he's a fifth year guy I don't like him at the slot I don't think he's a great receiver but I think he, he is a pro returner so that's a guy you're gonna need to watch out for and make sure you scheme for from coverage angle yeah, I don't like to talk special teams against Rutgers because two it was 2020. I think I about gave Brandon a heart attack 
while he was in an Uber or something during. Yeah, I was in an Uber down to a wedding, of course. Hashtag banfall weddings. Um, and you're like, the play's not dead. The play's not dead. And I'm like, please don't do this to me. Yeah. Um, IU was up a ton and then Rutgers scores and then IU scores and then they come back. And, and, and they and they got a touchdown. And, they got yeah. a touchdown, but luckily the ball either went forward or touched the ground or Bo Milton, else. I think, like threw the ball forward at like midfield or like the last second to last throw or something there was before the touchdown. Yeah, it was crazy. Whatever. I'm sure everybody listening knows what we're talking about. It was just uh terrible part but yeah anything else you want to do before we move on and we get into uh brando's randos nope everybody's good okay um real quick before we do that uh word from our sponsor monon track club mtc is indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport and hoosier state they craft products tell stories and create experiences that aim to celebrate support add to indiana's running culture check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs and just shop their gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies as a thank you to our listeners, they are offering 10% off your order. Use promo code LEO10 at checkout for that discount. That's LEO10, LEO10. I read that almost word for word. We might get paid for that one. Um, moving on, on to Brando's Randos. Brandon, what do you got? You got anything left or did you rando us all out already? I did not. You, you know I came uh, I came prepared. Uh so I'm in North Dakota. You're in Indiana. Rutgers is in New Jersey. What is the state you would like to live in the least? Oh, that's a great question. Seth knows his answer already. Kentucky. Really? Because I think whiskey and bourbon would keep me in Kentucky. The dry counties, maybe not. I won't live there. But Arkansas. For me, it's Alaska. Like I can't do. Oh yeah, I didn't. Well, continental, continental United okay, States. We're sticking continental, Maine. Maine seems dope though. Like lighthouses and ocean. Like it's cold, yeah, cold. but like cold and like maple syrup and stuff. I don't know what else they're used. Like what they're good for, but um, LL LL Bean. LL Bean. Yeah, that's yeah. in Maine. Yeah, it's important. Arkansas Maine's is where I'm going. It doesn't to. bother me. I'm going to Arkansas. I'm like, what does Arkansas bring me? Nothing. No pro sports. The no. Clinton, the Clintons. Suey. Suey. The Clintons and Walmart. That's what I got in Arkansas. But we're close to Texas and the rest of the other SEC schools. <laughs> so I'll keep this short because, like I said, I've, I've, I was had, going. I've had a lot of. Um, a lot of Brandon's Randos already. But can you think of a multi-year quarterback worse than Noah Vedral? And it could be at our beloved IU, right? Like, it. can you think of a quarterback that started consecutive seasons that is as bad as Noah Vedral? I cannot. Who was the quarterback during um, – oh, my gosh, Seth. Who was your last coach? Harold? Who is the co- quarterbacks? Yeah, who are the quarterbacks during Hazel? Uh, we had Robert. Oh, Robert. No, that Marv. was Hazel. Robert Marv. We had for a little bit. Um, we had that. We had a situation where you guys had where our uh, quarterback one year turned to our middle linebacker next year. Um, that wasn't great. 
<laughs> I don't know if it, I don't know if we can single out Purdue for any of that. I mean, I'm sure Northwestern has had like a really bad quarterback. Um, I, I know for no, when did we when we beat them 2019 Indiana Northwestern? Well, if, if, if you if we can't think of anything, Caleb fan, fans, listeners, you guys have anything, let us know. Um, but I genuinely think Noah Vigil will go down as the woke. Oh, Hunter Johnson was terrible. Against oh, IU, God. he was 7 of 17 for 65 yards. It's another guy who was like a five-star out of high school. Are you a quarterback, man? No, he was out Bra- of Avon or Brownsburg? A- Brownsburg. Peters Girls. was Avon. He was Brownsburg. Yeah. Indiana quarterbacks, I'm telling you, you got to watch him. Gunner, Gunner Keel. Yeah, you got to get suburban Chicago uh, walk-ons. That's that's where you need to find them. Or Santa Claus, Indiana. Either one. Well, he went. He went to Vandy. That traitor. <laughs> yeah, that guy. But that's that, that's all I got for Brando's Randos since I've already peppered three or four of them in. Don't you have to be smart to go to Vanderbilt? Oh yeah. He doesn't seem smart, right? He was smart enough to play quarterback. I guess. I mean, smart enough to get. Kristen Cavallari, whatever her name is, right? Are they still together? No, they no are. divorce. Ooh, Very. Public. I love Jay Cutler. I'll admit, I'm like, you know, you always get that question, like, who would you like to hang out with? Like, it's always like Ryan Reynolds, Shia LaBeouf. Like, I want to hang out with Jay Cutler, right? Like, Jay Cutler just seems like just enough amount of no fucks given, and a right amount of right amount of uh, of money to just be an awesome time like he is he is still the most recent football players jersey that i have purchased i've purchased like retro ones from before like a walter payton one but he is the most <laughs> recent player jersey i have bought if you don't want it give it to me i'll take it <laughs> <laughs> it's the last good quarterback he's had he's got to keep it hey we i'm still i'm still trying to i don't know buy into this justin fields hype it's tough. All right. It's time for the sack. Let's do the sack. Yeah, All let's right. do it. Let's do it. Um, so Greg Schiano, second stint with Rutgers. I can think of Bill Snyder at K-State who left, came back. Rick Carlisle with the Pacers left, came back. Are there any IU head coaches you would welcome back happily? Oh, RIP. Oh, okay. Well, you can't do Womack or DeBoer, certainly, but. Are there any ones you would welcome back? Hmm. It's a good question. Um, wasn't Kirby Smart like a GA or something here? Head coach. Can't do an assistant. Oh, it's got to be a head coach. All yeah, right. I was going to say, because DeBoer would be a pretty pretty sweet spot at this yeah. point. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Man, I don't so. Know. Uh, I mean, uh, what, yeah. Kevin, Kevin Wilson? I mean, he's a proven offensive coordinator at a powerhouse school yeah but he's so not let's, a... let's let's just let's just wear our crazy marvel multi-universe <laughs> thing this podcast would not exist if kevin wilson was still the coach it's like true. that's a program i just can't get behind that guy right like he's not as sleazy as greg Giano, but like kevin wilson never inspired me right like kevin wilson never bought me into the program like i am right now like 
um, I would not be doing this. So, so uh, you're right. Kevin Wilson is a, is a brilliant mind. He knows more about football than I ever will. Um, he knows more about football in one position group. I don't know about all of football, but like, no, I don't think I'd want Kevin Wilson back. I don't know. Am I, am I alone here, Michael? No, I, I went through everybody I could think of as far as, I mean, we can't Ricardo, go back and Corso. We, no, we can't They're go back kicking. and grab them. Like we can't go back and grab Mallory and be like, go coach now. You know what I mean? This is not going to work, but no. I mean, I don't Harbaugh was so. a GA. I don't like your non-GA rule. I yeah. think, I think I use had some pretty solid GAs. I was Does, trying. I was trying to backdoor you into complimenting Kevin Wilson. Sorry, that's no, a you'll was never a bit get of a that trap. out of me. You'll <laughs> never get that out of me. Not, not, not a chance. Is that the only thing you got in there? You got more? No, I got more. Is there a player in the last 10, 20 years that you would trust to lead IU football post Tom Allen? A player to be a coach? Yep. In the last ten years, Peyton Ramsey. Peyton Ramsey's great. That's a great call there. Um. He's got Major Applewhite written all over him, right? Like Major Applewhite was, you know, he went back to Texas and then and then bounced around and, and now is in the position he's in. Man, I, I don't know how – IU would be very dumb not to get Peyton involved in the program somehow. Um, yeah, that's, that, that, that's mine. Do you want to go a little farther back? Um, Antoine Randall. That's, the, that's I, what I was going to say. Yeah. You know, I mean, oh, he, that he kind of has 20, that yeah. like Deion Sanders. Like I have a bunch of Florida state fans. I've said that, said this a lot on this podcast. Like they hate Mike Norvell. I, I don't remember the Oregon Willie Taggart, mm-hmm. like Florida state just keeps getting all these up and coming coaches. And they're just like, just bring on Dion. Like Dion doesn't have the recruiting connections. He's never been at a big program but he knows Florida state, right? He knows the state of Florida. The same thing that I think can be said of Antoine Randall right? Like, you know, he, he doesn't have the coaching history or the background or the connections or the coaches and on and on and on, but like, he'll get a fan base going. He'll get, you know, high school recruits don't know him, but you know, he's a pretty electric personality. Um, so those, those would be my two. Um, you had me. Yeah, Randall Ellis got the coaching now. I mean, he was – he's a Super Bowl winner, I think, right? Did he win here it? Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. I meant as a coach. Um, so, so this has been 30 years, but what about like a Trent Green? Trent Green maybe, but I don't get many – You know, you know what? Who's part of the program now? Who wasn't a massive part of the program before, but is a huge like backer for it is Rhett Lewis from the NFL Network is now the, the color commentator on radio. He's even on the NFL network, he's always pushing IU, IU, IU. I think I you just need that kind of a coach, I think, right now. That's a big promoter like Tom Allen. So that's a good question. All right. One last tie in here. Is there a better is there another movie other than fargo named after a city or state that you really like what's the like i thought of like there's what chicago cedar cedar rapids cedar rapids is great you have this show on fx atlanta i've heard oh yeah things about. yes um, certainly i don't i i haven't watched it but i've heard uh there was a 
um, Lonely Island guy. What is his name? He had he had a movie, very funny movie on Hulu, um, about a town in um, talking about Adam. Adam. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. You haven't watched it. Uh, Hold on, let me let me look this up. Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg. Yes. Yeah, he did. He did a movie um, on Hulu. Hold on, I'm literally trying to look it up on IMDb. It's so funny. It's it's a playoff ground Palm Springs. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. It's a playoff Groundhog's Day, and it's honestly not as funny as Groundhog's Day, but it's like the best knockoff version of Groundhog's Day you can get. It's so good. Um, Miami Vice. Uh, got Miami in it. I'm going Cedar Rapids. I think you're right. I like that movie a lot. Ed Helms. Cedar Rapids kind of sucks. Oh, I, well, oh, I mean, no. as a city or the movie? I like the movie. Sigourney, we- like Sigourney movie. Weaver. Yeah. Yeah. John C. Riley. What about uh, Fear and Loathing? And in- does that count? Fear and Loathing yeah. in Las Vegas? Yeah, that would count. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's all I got. Okay. Um, I don't understand why we did that question, but it's fine. We'll we'll run with it. Because okay. Brandon Brandon's in Fargo, and oh yeah, 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 that's right. That's the connection. I just wasn't really paying attention. But um, all right, let's get into predictions, Seth. How bad are we losing to Rutgers on the road? Uh, so I have IU coming in at four and three, Rutgers coming in at two and four, and IU improving to five and three with a twenty-seven ten victory. Oh goodness. Okay. I just don't think I don't think they can score. I think they have one really good return, and that's it. I, All right, I'll say Brandon's for last. Uh, we had the same score for IU. I've got IU scoring twenty-seven, and I have Rutgers just having one of those games. It's just one of those IU Rutgers games. Uh, whenever it's at their place, I got IU twenty-seven, Rutgers twenty-four. It's way too close. Way too close. Brandon, what do you got? So I got about a 10-year fandom. I don't have the history Michael has. But I have two most embarrassing losses of all time. And it was 38-3 last year. And it was the homecoming game where we were up 28-3. Everything embarrassing comes up Rutgers. And the schneid continues. I have them kicking a game-winning field goal at 24-21 Rutgers. And this was, this could be the one that keeps us not bowling. Um, this is the game where I black out at your new house and I get real – get in a bad place with my wife the next day just because this is the, this is the game that just kind of the straw that breaks the camel's back. I mean, there does seem just to be that game historically with IU and unfortunately it happened again, two of the most embarrassing losses in the past decade have come to Rutgers. Um, and unfortunately three is a charm here. So I have us falling to five and three and losing three in a row, losing a heartbreaker to Michigan, a shootout against Talia, and then just absolutely dropping the ball. Probably actually figuratively figuratively and literally in this game 24 21 rutgers yeah 
I don't agree with that, but you know, you did hint at a new house. This is the last time I will be recording this office here. So um, yeah, next week I might sound a little different. We'll see how that goes. Congratulations, um, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks. We're not done yet. We got to get through Friday, but yeah, we're good as far as everything goes on our end. We'll Who do we got goes. next week? Who's, who's breaking the schneid next week, Michael? Who we uh, Well, I don't know if you'll, you'll might as well, you might as well mark this one down as a loss in your book, the way this one's going. Be sure to check out the pod on Twitter. It's at podcast LEO. Be sure to download rate review, follow on all of our platforms. We'll talk to you next week when Brandon gives us a loss against the bye week um, until then uh, we love you guys. Elio? Elio? Elio. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much. Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio.